Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Fritz Frivolous with continuous live coverage of the corner of Curious Lane and Just Because Boulevard, the epicenter of the alien invasion. And this just in... King Kong is fighting the Mobile Suit Gundam. And of course, all of this is happening amidst World War IV, making it pure pandemonium. If only Captain Planet were still alive to save us all. Dude, could you imagine? In Dungeons & Dragons, there are many races and classes to choose from when making a character. Anything from elves to goblins, and from wizards to barbarians. Each one having unique skill sets that may prove handy when adventuring in the world of D&D. But what if you could choose these facets of your life? What if you could create yourself with the options available to you in Dungeons & Dragons? Would you remain human or be a bit more adventurous? Let us roll the dice with our two role players, Will and Tom, as they use their bonus action to answer this question. Welcome back, everybody. This is Tom Case. This is Will Stark. Will, this question was inspired by you. Oh, okay. (laughs) Cool. Um, And you are a dude, could you imagine, a resident expert in D&D. Okay, this is a D&D related question. Yes. This question is, what if you can be a D&D character? What kind of character would you be? Okay, so do you have parameters? So I don't have parameters oh. and I don't have Fritz facts for this because I know you would probably come <laughs> up with a better one than I could. Um, <laughs> what was the question again? State, state the word for word. Uh, so what if you can be a D and D character? Oh, what okay. kind of character would you? So be? this is like what? What would you want to be? Kind of deal. Yeah, I figure. Well, if you want parameters, I figure. Um, like, what would you choose to be if you if you could choose to be? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, and and as far as like. You know, if we could describe, I guess, what mm. you could be. I know you could tell oh, way true. better yeah. than I could. Okay. So you would probably want to, like, even All though right. I'm sure a lot of fans <laughs> that are listening to this are you know, well are, aware. Are well aware. But there might be some people who don't really play D&D. Sure. Like, okay. So know. D&D is a role-playing game in which you can, you create a character who exists in a fantasy world. Dungeon Master is the person kind of in charge of that world, the history, the lore of what's going on. And then you as a player interact with it. As a player, you can choose... uh to uh, amongst a myriad of classes and a myriad of races, races being like elves, dwarves, uh, goblins, um, to stuff most people might not be familiar with, tieflings, uh, Aarakocra, and a wow, bunch of other exotic that's races. way more than I thought there were. Oh, there's like 70 different races you can be. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yes, and I believe there are 12 base classes. A lot of them are concepts I think people are pretty familiar with. A fighter fights. A wizard is knowledgeable and casts spells. Then there's more... Um, religious classes like the cleric which is like a priest but kind of a war priest thing going on um, the paladin which is like a knight but like a holy knight there's a barbarian which is like a rage fighter the bard mm. is like a traditionally like a, a, a 
practitioner of like musical magic. Yeah. And a teller of stories. Um, there's the ranger. I, I just, I just like the idea of, of picturing someone going on an adventure mm-hmm. carrying like a, like a lute or a uh-huh. guitar yeah. or something like that. You know yeah. What I mean? like, oh, yeah, that's a bard. Because it's something that you, I guess, well, in my mind, I don't think about. Like, I, I would not expect anyone going on an adventure to be like, you know, especially if it's usually. I find something. that interesting because I think historically speaking, like mm-hmm. the people most likely to travel would be minstrels. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, to travel, but I mean, yeah. like in the world of D and D, I mean, right. most likely you're going to go on an adventure. Sure. So, that's like true. in my mind, I just don't, I don't, I don't automatically picture like, let me get my loot, <clears throat> or, or like let me get my guitar or my, or my, you know, like my mandolin. No, I see, I see what you mean. I'm trying to think of like who are bards in fiction that maybe you're not connecting the dots. Um, hmm. The Wheel of Time series, which we were just talking about, has a very prominent bard oh, called Dom Marilyn, yeah. um, who is a gleeman and quite the badass. I'm pulling up Google now because I just want to see if there's any, like, bards in fiction that you might be familiar with. That. I mean, I've thought of that one. Yeah, and if anyone wants to reference what we just named here, The Wheel of Time, uh, Will was telling me that it's a fantastic series, uh, book not, uh, series, but it's going to be adapted for a television show on Amazon Prime starting in this November, actually. Yeah. Um, Dandelion from The Witcher. I forget what the fuck he's called in the oh, show. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I see. Yas- yeah. Yaskier, right? That's yeah, Yaskier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The one um, where he's always like, like the gold, co- give yeah, uh, throw us a coin yeah. or throw your Witcher the coin yeah. or something. Oh, yeah. Valley of Plenty. <laughs> I fucking love that song. Um, Orpheus from Greek mythology. And that's another oh, bar. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, I didn't think about that. Let me see here. These are, and then they're, now they're, it's making more yeah, sense. Yeah, they're naming more people that I know you don't, that you won't know. Have you ever played a Bard's Tale, by the way? It's a good video game. No, I never played oh, that. Oh, that game's hilarious. What's that on? It's, it was originally on PlayStation 2. You can get it on the PlayStation Network, though. Um, they have the remastered and re, I forget what it's called. It's, it's really funny. It's old, kind of old style gameplay, but it's really raunchy, really funny. And the guy is just, <laughs> A total scumbag. The main character is a total scumbag, but he's great. I don't even think the I bard. remember ever hearing that of that video game. And don't get it confused yeah. with The Bard's Tale uh, 1, 2, 3, and 4, because that's a totally different series. This is A Bard's Tale. Oh, so there's literally The Bard's Tale yes. and A Bard's Tale? Yeah, oh my absolutely. But anyways, so... You should not be allowed to do that. That being said, I, I don't know. If the, I'm just so used to the idea of a bard, and I don't even bat an eyelash. Oh. Um, there's rogues who are like, you know, sneak thieves and assassins, yeah. stuff like that. The ranger, which is like a a wilderness survival expert, uh, a hunter and stuff mm-hmm. like that. The monk, which Aragorn, is like... Aragorn, I, I always... I, yeah, I, of course. Or, he's, yeah. he's Ar- Aragorn's the first yeah. one, yeah, that you think <clears> of. Um, there, The monk, which is a martial arts expert... Um, trying to think am i missing anybody the warlock which is like a dark kind of spellcaster who like has pacts with dark entities that can't be trusted but that's how they gain their power and And then there's a sorcerer Mm -hmm. which is kind of like the wizard except for the sorcerer is born with their magic inherent and they have to learn how to control it um there are other classes um there's the artificer which is like a um an inventor a magic inventor kind of oh he can make like like magical items uh, or yeah, they're like alchemists and yeah, magic uh, item okay. creators and stuff like that. Um, and then there's more niche ones, but like yeah, those are those are your basic classes in D and D. Yeah. Um, do you have an answer for this question? Well, because I, <laughs> I know that you and I do, you know, do talk about 
these topics, you know, on our own. And I think we've already had the conversation where I will be a wizard. Yeah, I will always I be a wizard <laughs> because I love magic. But, you know, compared to the other ones that you've named off, though, the reason I would be a wizard and let's say not like a, a warlock, mm-hmm. right, is because, well, for one, I don't want to have to answer to this deity Especially right. it's more likely going to be a dark entity. A very nefarious or, or a non-understandable one. Yeah. Exactly. You know, because then, yeah. You don't, you I, don't I, want to have to answer to Cthulhu? You no. Know, yeah, because, like, I'll have these, like, awesome powers. But, like, what's good about it if I can't use them the way I want to use them? Cause, sure. Because, like, yeah. obviously, that entity or deity or whatever bestowed these powers onto me mm-hmm. to do their bidding. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, so, yeah. Or at the I, very least, as as an exchange. Like, I will give you these powers. But when I call on you, you got to come. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I won't always call on you. But when I do, you got to be here. Yeah. And then let's say, uh, you know, like a cleric. Mm-hmm. I think you said is kind that's of, another you you have to worship you get your powers from being pious and following the teachings mm-hmm. of your god yeah and which you know to me I would also find very limiting um, <laughs> sure now the next best thing would be sorcerer okay right? because yeah, born with the power. at least I am born with the power but yeah. I also feel limited as you explained to me exactly what a sorcerer is is basically yeah you're born with the, with the power but mm. you don't. You, you basically are limited with the type of magic you can do kind of because mm. of the fact that that you couldn't like you would your inherent powers would follow a certain, let's say, school of magic or like. Or right. Isn't that correct? Like well, a, a, a certain so with the sorcerer. Like, yeah, you you your magic is from a certain source. So like mm-hmm. it will probably follow a certain motif. Like for instance, yeah, if you're mm-hmm. a dragon sorcerer who, who has like the soul of a red dragon, like you're probably gonna do a lot of fire. Because, like, mm-hmm. you're a red dragon sorcerer. It'd be weird if you didn't. Yeah. Um, you're not necessarily buried to that. The main limitation of sorcerers versus wizards is that sorcerers don't learn as many spells. Yeah, that's ex- okay. But the spells they learn, they could do more with than a wizard ever than could. Wizard, yeah. Because so, they have it, like, within them. Like yeah, they can they can do things called meta magic that wizards cannot do. Now, you say you want to be a wizard. Um I don't blame you. That's a good choice. But wizards have to work really, really fucking hard. I know to learn so, their magic. So yeah. here's the problem in real life. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> I, you know, I I have to be very motivated. Like, uh, I think I've mentioned this maybe in a past episode. I am very motivated with like, let's say, the medium of film, mm-hmm. other than reading. Opposite of you, you you love to read. Yeah, you know what I mean. I. I know that that would, that might be a problem for me because obviously the wizard, uh, that's the, but that's the one thing I love about the wizard is he can learn way more than any of those other classes. True. You yeah. know what I mean? Because of, he is a wizard. Yeah. And, um, I think that would motivate me enough, but I'll mm-hmm. be honest. I really feel like one of the things I would do almost right off the bat is to create some kind of, uh, wizard youtube <laughs> you know what i mean like like so that so that others who may not want to sit there and have to just actually read text from a book or whatever mm-hmm. could just literally watch me do it and then you know you know what i mean and then like and that would teach them that yeah. would teach them or other wizards right that would mm-hmm. teach them how to how to do a certain i don't know spell or whatever but uh yeah that's what i'll be i would definitely be a I'm, wizard for the class. Yeah. I to mean, be fair, wizards in D&D, they do have kind of a version of this wizard's YouTube that you're talking it's called, they really? No, not really, but it's called Spell Scrolls. Like, if you copy a spell down into a scroll, you don't have to commit it to memory anymore. It's now something that you can just open and cast, but once you cast it, it gets used. Oh, I see. I didn't, I didn't know yeah. that. So that, so like, 
but you can make more of the same one, right? Yeah, it takes time and money, but oh, you can. Okay. And like that is a way to, to to like stockpile your stockpile your spells, if you will. Yeah. Um, you know, in some certain settings, it's more difficult than others. In the Dragonlance uh, D and D setting, I I remember reading about wizards. You know, they would they learn their spells, but like then when they cast it, it everything they learn gets taken out of their mind and erased. And if oh. they ever want to cast a spell again. Back to the books. Got to recommit it to memory. Re, you know, relearn everything, and then the next time you cast it again, it's gone again. See, I did not know that, and yeah. I was just about to bring up the fact that of my, you know, really shitty retention because, like, you know what I mean? Because, like, I would literally, like, let's say, like, I had oh shit, to, I forgot like, that fireball spell. Exactly, I would have to do what you said, like, you know, put them down onto a scroll mm-hmm. so that I don't have to remember them. You know what I mean? It and sounds then, like you like, want to be a sorcerer, Tom. It sounds yeah, like you want to be but a sorcerer. That sounds li- a little bit limiting to me. I don't. I don't see how i don't think it's limiting like what's the limitation you're imagining here can you give me an example like okay um i'm imagining that if i want to let's say i'm a sorcerer and i'm i don't know like you said with the red dragon thing Mm -hmm. and i have like fire spells and all this stuff right yeah sure well what if i wanted to do things like i don't know maybe it's with lightning and with Maybe, maybe sure. a little bit of necromancy or something or whatever it is or something that's not relative. To you mine. will have access to spells of other schools. It's just mm. you are as, like in game terms, you're usually rewarded. So let's say red dragon sorcerer, right? You're rewarded because any fire spells you learn and cast do extra damage because it's inherently tied to your red dragon soul. Oh, I so see, it's see. like it's not so much that you. It's not so much that you can't do other things; it's just that you get really rewarded for doing certain things. Oh, so it's not okay. That so. limiting. Your main limit again is you just don't learn as many spells. But you're already saying here that you can't. Memorize, I know, right? So. Now I'm starting to think about it. I'm like, you know, maybe I should be sorcerer. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. see you being a sorcerer. <laughs> Plus, um, sorcerers cast their spells through sheer force of will, through their charisma. Mm-hmm. It's not due to their intelligence or their memory or any of that other stuff. It's just. Through the power of their persona, through the strength of the world, through their desire. Oh, you know what? And, I'm very much like that in my personality, right. I feel like. Yes. I feel like you're right. I think I would probably be better fitted as a sorcerer yes, I instead agree. of a wizard. Absolutely. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Okay, so let me change that. <laughs> I'd rather be a sorcerer. Okay. Um, and uh, what was, I guess, the race? You know, I always thought oh, yeah. Um, yeah. something like a tiefling, just something that looked, I don't know, exotic. Okay. Different. So, um, for those who don't know, a tiefling is like a a humanoid uh, person with fiendish blood. So they either have devilish or demonic <laughs> ancestry going on. Um, if you choose that, Tom, you will be ostracized everywhere I know, you go. Right? Yeah. Literally, people will throw food at you and scream, like, <laughs> and or try and kill you. Not Maybe. literally, but like in a lot of places, like you'll be ostracized. How do let's say elves fare? Just um, it, you know, it all depends. Ever, they're all racist in D&D. That's all I got to say. I, I know, right? Everyone. Like, yeah. The elves hate the humans and the dwarves and the dwarves hate everybody who doesn't live under the mountain. And Like like if I'm a tiefling and I try to get on a bus, they're going to be like Forrest Gump. You can't sit here. Yeah. Seat's taken. Yeah. You know? So. Until another tiefling's like, but it depends. you can sit here if you want to. <laughs> in some in some D&D worlds, it's, it's just, you know, it's so uh, diverse. No one bats an eyelash. So. I, I would, uh, though, like if I if I could be a D&D character like if I could change myself let's say mm-hmm. the parameters are you're changing yourself now mm-hmm. yeah you know I think I would I would have to try something other than human I wouldn't stick with human yeah so it would be either tiefling or probably an elf 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, elves are very long lived. It's not a bad mm-hmm. choice. Um, but what would you do with your time? Like, what? How would you spend your day? Would you go be an adventurer? Oh, that's an interesting question. I didn't. I didn't get that far in my head when yeah. I was thinking about. Like, Just curious. I mean, if I had those powers to begin with, like, or, or I'm not to begin with, but like, if I had those oh, powers once I changed, we said sorcerer. What kind of sorcerer would you want to be? Like, there's so many different kinds. Like, obviously, I know you don't know what the options are, but like. Where would you want your power source to come from? Like, why were you born with magic? Oh, well, where are the sources? There's what some, the sources I mean, if, like, you want me to start naming them all? Well, like, give me, give me an example. So okay. So mean. there's dragon soul. There's wild magic. There's storm sorcerer. Oh, there's, okay. um, God, there's a lot. There's so celestial, I'm like storm. I could, I could, uh, you know, manipulate weather and like, yeah, but so. like your your power source is like you were like maybe there was um a wind genie in your genealogy or maybe you were born like amidst a powerful magic storm and you got infused oh, with magic. Okay. Well, what about um, what what was the other one you said wild magic does that have something to do with nature? Um not especially, usually it has to do with chaos. And so like it could be something as benign as like, you know, you were born in the Feywild or something, but usually it's more like you were born under the um, influence of certain like planes of existence, like limbo or the far realm or stuff like that. Oh, okay. You know what? I I've always pictured myself if I were able to have that type of power, you know, something like that that could command the forces of like nature, uh, even weather. You know what I mean? Maybe like you know, lightning, storms. So yeah, you have the storm. You have the storm one. So let me see here. Um, there's Aberrant Mind, Clockwork Soul, Draconic Bloodline, Divine Soul, Shadow Magic, Storm Sorcery, and Wild Magic. Wow, there's a lot of those that sound interesting to me. I don't know exactly what each one of them <coughs> may entail, but probably the Storm one. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think Interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Back to what you would do with your... Um, yeah, I would have to go on adventures, man. I mean, like, why Why <coughs> else? You know, having these powers, I, I would feel... Oh, but, but if we are basing it like we're still having our lives... Mm-hmm. You know, I guess though it's I would have to, you know, I would have to I'm married now. I gotta talk it over with my wife. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, like Yeah, you and your family basically <laughs> get sucked into the world of D D and you're like you basically you get forced to do a decision, like you got to walk the life of a D D character, like and this is a dangerous world, so you gotta pick a class, what do you do? Yeah. I you, mean you went you know, with sorcerer. So I mean I'm basically yeah, I, I would be a storm sorcerer, mm-hmm. right? Is that what you call yeah, it? Storm sure. sorcerer elf, let's say elf. Yeah, sure. You get turned into elf. Yeah, turn into nice. storm sorcerer elf. <laughs> and I have to go and tell my wife, you know, like, All right, babe, I'm gonna go out adventuring. I'll be back. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if she'll she'll be able to handle that. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, That's that would be the thing. I mean, I'm assuming everything else is still the same, right? Like in, in the world of D and D, would would yeah. that ha- how it work? I'm talking about like us being able to make money, going to our jobs and stuff, it's going to be the same as yeah, now. Yeah, of course. Okay. Well, then it kind of makes me wonder what kind of adventure could we even go on? Like, what's out there to adventure on? You know? I mean, there's ruins and dungeons and monsters and kingdoms and... You know, you know. to be honest, I think, uh, actually, now that you mention that, the type of adventure I would really like to go on is discovering, like, a, like a lost world. Like, let's say... If City of Atlantis, mm-hmm. the lost city of Atlantis was true, that's the type of adventure I would want to go on. Is to try to find that. Okay, so yeah. you'd be an ar- you'd be an archaeologist. Yeah, actually, that's, that, that that's pretty fun. cool. Yeah. That's pretty dope. We should go <laughs> build this DV character. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> 
Okay, so for me, um, I'd be very upset if I got sucked into a D&D world, but um, <laughs> I know exactly what I would turn to. Um, I'd be a bard. Easy. Easy oh, okay. money. I can see that. It's like, I get to play music. <clears throat> I get to learn about lore and history, and the more information I know, the more stories I can spin and tell, yeah. and like turn that into magic. And like defend myself and defend my allies. Like I'm not necessarily a frontliner, so I don't have to be like all up in it when the monsters are bearing down on us. Mm-hmm. You know, instead I'm like inspiring my allies, healing my allies, turning myself invisible so I stay alive. Um, yeah. you know, doing stuff like that. And also it's a built in job, dude. Like I get to, I get to travel from oh, nice city to nice city singing about dope shit and seeing the beautiful countryside. You did bring up something else though, too. Yeah. I didn't think about, you would probably need your adventure, mm. uh, your group, your, what would they call it? Your, um, oh, companions. Yeah, sure. Companions, yeah. yeah. But even as a, as a, as a bard, I wouldn't necessarily need that. You know, I might just travel along with a caravan, you know? Yeah, that's true. But yeah. I mean, safety in numbers. Yeah. The caravan. I mean, I th- yeah. I think that's what I'm saying. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think anyone would want to go on the adventure all by themselves. No, definitely yeah, not. Would, but not only would it just be difficult, it'd probably be a little boring. Yeah. But, uh, um, <clears throat> I don't know if I wouldn't be interested in the actual adventuring part. I would be interested in the traveling and the learning and the kind of, uh, creating of art. And, yeah. and the gathering of lore and history and all that other stuff. Like that sounds like a dream life to me. I would love that. And if I had to choose a D&D mm-hmm. race, easy half elf. Like mm. I, I don't necessarily want to live as long as like a full elf, but give me a couple extra hundred years. That'd be nice. How long does like a full elf live? Um, It depends on your setting, but it could be anywhere from 500 to like 1500 years. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wouldn't um, mind living that long. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't either. It's just, it just depends on your setting, but half elves yeah. usually live somewhere between 180 to like 250 years. Oh, okay. And like, that sounds like a nice amount of time to me. Yeah, that's still long. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that would be awesome if we got to go on the adventure together mm-hmm. because then I could rely on you to write the songs of our tale. Exactly. Of yeah. what we did. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Finding this lost city of Atlantis, <laughs> you know, and, and, <laughs> Oh, valley of plenty. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's just hope it's good enough that, that people will throw the gold coins at us. Yes. You know, instead exactly. of fruit. Instead of rotten vegetables. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, dude, could you imagine? This just in a new study suggests leaving an Apple Podcast review is very important for a newly created podcast. So please don't forget to leave an Apple Podcast review. In financial news, Patreon supporters are among the most appreciated in the podcast industry. You can support the DCYI team by heading over to patreon.com slash dude, could you imagine? This has been Fritz Frivolous, reminding you to like, comment, and subscribe. Will and Tom, back to you. I wish there was something fun to do. I just record segue after segue after segue. If you um, hello? It, is somebody there? If you build it, everyone will have fun. Uh, or build what? The perfect festival. But why would I build the perfect festival? So there's something fun to do. Oh, I have an idea. I should create a festival so that there's something fun to do. You're an idiot. And we're back. Indeed. So, Will, this uh, next question, I believe it was all three of us, um, you, me, and our coworker, Haley. 
mm-hmm. our friend and coworker, mm-hmm. and we were all talking about um, festivals. Okay. And so this one is. I, I remember that kind of. Yeah. And this one is, um, what if you can create your own festival? Hmm. Mm. Okay. What are my parameters? So the parameters basically are, you are approached. This is going to be a festival that's going to be at, on the very least. This, this will be an international scale. Oh, so geez. this festival. Okay. That, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So this festival that you create, it's going to be open to. Anyone, basically. Anyone who can get there wherever you want it to be. Oh, so it is, um, it's in one location. It's just, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's in big w- enough that it has a worldwide draw. Exactly. Okay. And, and whatever location you pick, I mean, they'll make accommodations to where it can hold as many people you think are going to sure. be there. Okay. I, I don't want to put too much limitations on it, even though I know logistically and, and realistically, you know, there would be problems. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It would depend where you have it how much money you have to spend for whatever the production of it and everything. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to put that many limitations on you for that. Um, <clears throat> and basically, yeah, you're, you're approached by, uh, let's say, you know, like a, a whole congregation of people from different governments of the world. They just, they want, they want something done so that their people can celebrate. Right. Okay. Why are they coming to me? <laughs> uh, because they heard that William Stark, <laughs> Has the, the, okay. has um, the skills. Um, well, while you think about it, you want me to give you some Fritz facts here? Yes, please. So I was looking up some things on festivals, and the largest festival in the world is called the Danawan Selfest. I want to say that's how you pronounce it. Okay. Um, Tell me more it's about It's in this. Vienna. <clears throat> Vienna has long been the home to musical geniuses with luminaries such as Mozart being previous residents. So it's no surprise it's now home to the biggest festival in the world. Held on an island in the middle of the Danube River, <clears throat> Denoun Silfest, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably mispronouncing that, attracted a whopping 3.1 million people in 2016. Now, Vienna. Vienna's in Austria, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's open air, it's free, and it's on every year at the start of summer. What are they celebrating? Um, so it's, it was based, okay. So with more than 200, uh, acts on 11 stages, mm-hmm. there's a huge variety of music. Okay. So it's all about it, music. It's all about, yeah. This is and, a music festival. Mm-hmm. And in 2017, one of the headline, one of the headliners will be a tribute concert to music legend Falco. So I do not, I do not know who I, that is. I know. Yeah. Neither did I. I okay. was hoping, I was actually hoping that you'd be like, Oh, Falco, but no. <laughs> you didn't do that. I, like, I have no idea. <laughs> Now, the opposite, the smallest festival in the world. Okay. I found this actually really interesting, even more interesting than the largest one. It's called Clara Festival, and it takes place in a variety of concert venues that's in Brussels, Mm -hmm. um, Bruges, and in Antwerp. But what it is, so the smallest one, um, it starts on the 14th and lasting until around the 29th of March. And basically what it is, you you are like kind of in, they call it the Clara Festival box. Okay. And when you get tickets to this, you don't know the musician or what type of music is going to be played. Okay. Right. Until you get to the to the venue. Okay. And when you get to the venue, there is only enough space for a piano, the musician that's performing and I believe two others and that's it that's the whole festival like that no one else could fit you're in the box and they wanted to create the most like intimate uh 
experience with you and the performer. Okay. <clears throat> now, you said it's from the 14th to the 29th. Like, how many of these performances are happening? Oh, you Do know you what? Know? It, like, is it happening in multiple locations at once? In what way is this constituted as a festival? I know. I don't know. That, but it's, it's a strange party box, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it is true because they are calling it. I think it's a really cool idea, box. but it's not really a festival. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what would constitute, like, what you have to say with the festival. Um, but I did find it interesting. I, I thought that would be so weird to, like, oh, let's buy tickets to the Clare Festival. And then, yeah, that. But, like, not only that, but you're like, oh, who's playing? I don't know. Wouldn't what are they playing? It, I don't know. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't it suck if you got stuck in the box of Skrillex? Like, <laughs> it would suck, dude. It's just, like, it's just him pushing buttons. It's like, <laughs> Yeah, that would, that would suck. And the whole time he's straight face just staring at you, pushing buttons. Like he doesn't want to be there. Like, you know what I mean? That's hilarious. That would, you're right. That would suck. Um, okay. Any more Fritz facts? Yeah. And then one more. So I was looking up the most unique, right? What's like the most, what's considered the most unique. Okay. And there's, there's actually a bunch of them, right? But mm. some of them are, you know, whatever, like. Like one of them is in South Korea, and every July uh, they call it the Mud Festival, and they just they just do a bunch of things that it's like a big party, and they have like inflatable zip lining, mud wrestling, and anything that you could do in the mud. That's, That's basically what it is. Pretty right? cool. Okay. Then they have one called uh, the Chung Chow Bun Festival, which is in Hong Kong, and it's every May. And they have these buns, right? Uh, sweet buns, uh-huh. right? That are stacked up, some of them 60 feet high or more. And what they do is they're uh, uh, on the day of the festival, competitors race and climb them and try to grab as many sweet buns as they can. That's right? pretty cool. Um, another one I thought was funny, it was called the Kanemara Matsuri Festival in Japan every April. And it's dedicated to all things phallic. And so, oh, I know this one. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. yeah so, very so it features festival. penis yeah. shaped lollipops. <laughs> like, like every- the only one. Oh, the penis festival. Yeah, I know so, that one. Yeah, I know. Like, oh, yeah, that's a very I know the festival. penis one. <laughs> okay. But out of all of those that I was looking up, right? You know, yeah, those are pretty unique. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I thought was the most unique one. And now that you have a baby, I want to know if you would participate in this. Okay. In this okay. It is called. The baby jumping fiesta. No, I already hate it. I already <laughs> fucking hate it. <laughs> what is it? It's in Spain, and it's every June. <laughs> and okay, what are the Spaniards doing to babies? Hold on, it's called the baby jumping fiesta. Oh. When I first read that, I was like, "Oh, so what is this? Like, you try to have your baby jump, right? That's what I went to. That's, I went that's to jumping idea. over a baby, and that's exactly uh, what they do. Uh, I fucking hate well, it. Well, they they have babies lying on blankets. You just jump over them. <laughs> I do not know why anyone would want to put their baby on yeah. a blanket. There's well, no, mm-hmm. like, the best case scenario is you've jumped over a baby. Mm-hmm. Hurrah? Right? The yeah. worst case scenario it's, is you, one of the millions of you fucks up and kills a goddamn baby. Exactly. Exactly. I hate You this. landed on the baby. I hate this I don't this know festival. why they would do that. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I have no but, idea. <laughs> yeah, I knew you wouldn't allow your, your baby son to. No. No, part of it. Absolutely. What if not. it was opposite? What if it was like having your baby jump? I mean, I guess that's cool, but like, what do I? <laughs> I know that right? doesn't sound very exciting, <laughs> if you ask me. <laughs> it, it would probably just be a bunch of like no one really being able to do that. I mean, they're babies. Yeah, they're exactly. Babies, babies can't jump. Yeah. Um. Do, do you have a festival that you would throw? I do, William. Okay. I'm so glad you asked. Good, because I got nothing over <laughs> here. Oh, really? Absolutely nothing. You know what? I I. Oh man. Okay. Let me try to explain this. 
I'm my brain's probably gonna fire off faster than my mouth can spit out the words. Okay, let's hear it. But I'm gonna try. So my festival would have to do with um, creating a whole video production, right? Okay, so this is how I would imagine it would work. Let's say, let's say like a typical kind of big festival usually lasts for what three days. Sure, right? Let's just say it's three days, okay. right? This festival. And what you do is when you buy uh, tickets to enter this festival is if you want to participate, you're going to have to first submit your idea for a film or okay. whatever it is. Right. All Short right. story, whatever you want to do. Right. Mm-hmm. You you submit it so that they can once they receive it, they can already know what. OK, this person may need this type of camera. This person may need this type of set maybe they need this space maybe they need these special effects whatever right okay then on the first day when you go you set up everything you set up everything you need what however you need to set it up the second day who's providing the cast that's the beauty part of this festival this festival will incorporate all facets of what is needed so like Actors will come to this festival. Okay, um, looking to get cast. Di- yeah, uh, okay. uh, direct people who want to direct, people who want to edit, people who want to do the musical score, people who want like. So it would be just a whole like a whole you know mixture of mm-hmm. of like a whole of of making a whole film. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, except for you know, I chose to go digital, like using video instead of film, because I just feel like. That's probably more cost effective and easily done if you want to do editing. Sure. Um, because you only have three days. Mm. But that's what the thing is. So, like, the first day will be uh, setting up slash shooting, mm. right? If you can get to the shooting stage, cool. The faster you can get things done, the better for you, right? Yeah. Because the second day is going to be all about shooting. And mm. if you could get to editing, awesome. Get to editing. Third day is going to be all about editing. Okay. Now, after the festival's done, uh-huh. um, you know, like three days, like or whatever. Let's say it's four days. Yeah. After that, then then you get to screen it. It'll be a whole huge. You so know, you, yeah. Let's so you say, need a fourth day. You need a yeah, fourth screening. Let's say day. it's four days. Fourth day is screening day. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I I just always thought that would be so cool to me in my head. Like, um, I think his name is um, Gordon. Uh, what's uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt? Yeah. Right. The actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He started, I don't know if he started it, but uh, there was something he did that was called like um, just hit record or hit record or something Mm -hmm. like that. And it was like one person would record either a video or a sound or audio and then you upload it to this website or their thing that they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then another artist will come in and they can use what you put Mm -hmm. and make something out of that. Or you can collaborate or you could just make something on your own. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I thought that was such a cool way to do things um, just to be creative. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean? like, no, that's so, a really cool idea. Yeah. And then as far as I know, I haven't, I haven't heard of any festival that does anything like that. No, you know I mean? no, not at all. Now, logistically, how, how will all that be done? Yeah. Logistically, that's, it seems like a nightmare. But also, what's your average? So what there, is there anything for your average person to do at this festival? Your non-creative type. Oh yeah, if if you're a non-creative type, I mean, like, what do you, what is your non-creative person doing at the festival when they roll in, just watching everyone shoot and film? Yeah, exactly. You know? you, you would I learn. Guess there's you, food vendors. You you could. Oh yeah, there's gonna be food vendors. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess there'd be classes. Are there gonna be classes? Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's what I was gonna say. So like, if you're non-creative person, and what I mean by that is just if you're not a person there creating at the time. Yeah. 
I'm assuming you're going to be there because you're interested in, in, in some form of the art that that's right. Happening. Yeah, exactly. You like so, films and movies. Yeah, exactly. So they could watch and mm. see how things happen behind the scenes. They could learn that way. Or mm. there's going to be classes that are held. Like, are you interested in acting? Mm-hmm. Then there'll be maybe like an actor or two giving a little, you know, class, you know, like a quick class, like, okay, let's do this, you know? And, um, and there's definitely going to be, you know, need for extras. So mm-hmm. anyone there who may not feel like, well, I don't want to really be an actor. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. But I want to participate. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, there's going to be probably many people with stories like, oh, I need extras on this scene. Da, da, da. And boom, you could go right in there if you bought tickets to this festival. Yeah. Okay. But I always thought that That'd would be just be so cool to like, to see and to experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think like, it's a pretty cool idea. Like everything would have to be limited. Of course, you couldn't do an hour, two hour film. It would have to be like probably five to 10. Yeah. Minutes. They'd all be shorts. Yeah. They'd they be would shorts, all definitely but it's be a shorts. good way to, <clears throat> to get, uh, get something made in your portfolio mm-hmm. to, to express an idea and just cool thing to be part of. I think it's a really cool idea and yeah. it's definitely not where my mind would have gone. Um, so I think I got something. It's not the best thing ever, but it's something. Um, I, I, I'm not sure if it exists or not already, but my my mind went to horror. And I was thinking of a festival, maybe you call it uh, uh, the City of Nightmares. Ooh, or okay. Like that. I'm already intrigued on this one. <laughs> and so what, the reason I thought of this is because me and Michelle were talking about going to Fright Fest at Universal. Oh, yeah. Um, it also made me think of uh, Not Scary Farm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know how amusement parks kind of do the whole horror thing throughout October. Now, I don't know if this idea exists, but like, what if there was like a yearly festival that was obviously not an entire city wide, but like you, the, this organization rented out like this huge pavilion area and every year it was a different theme. And so one year it might be like Dracula's castle. Right. And so, oh, okay. you know, you pay for, you go into this area and you know, they, they do it up. In as authentic and realistic as they can, they make like I don't know the Transylvanian countryside. You know, they yeah, have actors okay. upon actors. Everyone's role playing. Like so, like the food there is going to be like real, like you know, eighteen hundreds Transylvanian oh, so food. It, oh, you know okay, what I mean? Okay. And you know, so the, like it would really be a period piece. Yeah, like, it'd be like a period oh, okay. piece. Uh, <clears throat> you know, and then of course, you know, you can go into a fully made like Dracula's castle, and you will encounter like the scary things. And like while you're there, you're like living in a horror movie until you get out. Kind of like not scary for him, but okay. like dialed up to eleven. But then every year could be different. It could be like, you know, a year of like, you know, Lovecraft's nightmares where like you walk into like uh, a Lovecraft movie and, you know, it's all like Cthulhu and cults and all this other stuff. Or you can have like a Silent Hill, like, and like you could just do different things. Um, And it's kind of like enter your own risk because like no one's going to hold your hand once you're in there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. When you go in, you're going for the full immersive horror experience so like if you're going in there though are you like let's say because you know every you know people in a horror film some people survive some people don't right now are you uh subjected to something where you may not you may not you know quote unquote survive like um the only thing i could think of that is like that is have you ever heard of the museum of tolerance no right so the museum of tolerance is um it's a museum that that uh, it's dedicated to the people of like in Auschwitz, like during World War Two and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And the tragic horrors that happened then. Um, but what you do when you go through this museum, I haven't been yet, but I was told what you do is 
you would be given someone that was really there, right? You would be given like their name, like you are now this person oh, or whatever. Wow. And you don't know until the very end, but you follow, you know, you learn all the history. And then at the end you follow, you find out if you survived or, or not. not. You know wow. what I mean? Okay. Um, it's not, not to go dark. That was no, 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 dark, but that's, but like, that's an understandable yeah. comparison. But yeah, is I was thinking, but for horror movie night or like yeah. or your festival, yeah. like, you know, is there something like that where you may be like... I like the idea, but how would you implement it? Because you don't want to, like, rob anybody of their experience, right? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm going it, to the City of Nightmares this year, and then within two hours, you get killed, you know? You know, there's two ideas right now that... that well, maybe just, you can have multiple shows, right? So maybe it's like oh, okay. you 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 buy, you buy your ticket, you get to go to the festival, right? Which is going to have, like, all the different entertainment that's themed, whether it's, whether it's like, shows that are themed, music that's themed food that's themed all that other stuff you have access to all that stuff and spectacles Mm -hmm. but then there will be like you know how like when you go to again these horror amusement parks there's like they have their mazes right oh yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. and you go to different mazes well instead of mazes you would have um i don't know what you call these things but you would have different spectaculars if you will and like, like the shows that they put on huh like the shows that they put on you mean like like the like I can't remember a name, but I know like not scary farm does what they're like the like it's like you know Freddy Krueger's uh, you know sure like, no no whatever. but I, I'm I'm back to the city of nightmares festival where there will be certain like spectacular um, events so like we'll use Dracula's castle mm-hmm. okay so like we could do Dracula's castle and Dracula's castle will be one of the spectaculars and then we could have a few other we could have like. You know, the witch's cemetery. And oh, okay. The, now I see you know, what you're saying. So, like, different areas that are, like, kind of... The themed. werewolf's den, right? Yeah, okay, Those okay. would be, like, your three. Maybe we'll have a few others. And, like, you could buy tickets to each of those. But when you go in, like, you know, you're entering that domain, if you will, and you could die. And if you die, you're out. Oh. And you're back I out into the, the festival main, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, the main... Fe- yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. And, like, maybe with a ticket that you buy. Like, maybe it's, like, a bundle ticket. It's, like... I, I bought my City of Nightmares pass, and it came with a a ticket to each of those. But what's great is, like, you your can Groupon, go, right? Yeah, your Groupon. <laughs> but what's great, like, let's say you go to the Werewolf's Den, mm-hmm. and you have your experience or whatever, um, but you die. It, but you really liked it. You want to do it again? Well, you can uh, buy a ticket for the next uh, cycle. Oh, you know I see what I mean? you're so, saying. Like, you're so, not entirely robbed. And they're like, not I don't want to jit people, but also like I don't like I don't want to rob people of their ability to like experience yeah, stuff. Yeah, like you want but them to I do want there to be stakes where it's like no you can die. Yeah. And so, so like you might those, have to do it a few times. Those tickets aren't going to be as much as like the main No, attraction like tickets, I want so. the main attraction ticket to be the main thing that yeah. gets done. Like that's your main purchase. Um and I'm not sure. Like, and so those maybe, would be in park purchases. Like those other spectaculars. Okay, this is how it'll work. You'll buy a ticket, and that gives you access to every everything and each spectacular once. But if you do a spectacular and you die, that's it. If you want to do it again, you can pay, pay for a spectacular pass. Oh, um, okay. Do but it. that's more money if you want to do. But you get each one of the spectaculars at least one time. Oh, okay. And it'll be like a five day festival. Oh, that's okay. what I got. See, my idea was like. Okay, you know how like in every horror film, there's usually like you have these um, 
these type of characters that that you know in every horror film you have those same type of characters there's mm-hmm. always like you know some uh, funny non-believer guy no right? because like, like you don't want to be like cast as the funny non-believer guy and you you're like a totally different persona yourself you know what i mean yeah that's true so, i was thinking like what you could do though is like you can be one of those mm-hmm. right characters or or you get assigned it like mm-hmm. randomly or whatever yeah. it is and but that's also how like the death thing happens is like it's random mm. so that way you know and then if you died as that character you can go mm. as another character right you know through but okay i can see what you're saying is a little bit better but what i was wondering would be okay what do you mean like what constitutes as a death like i was good excuse me i was gonna try try and get into that so i really do want this to be really immersive so like Let's say it's like a grudge themed. You've seen the grudge, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What if it's like a, like a grudge themed thing, right? So like there is this whole, this whole thing's going to take some signing of waivers. Like you <laughs> cannot strike one of the actors. Uh-huh. Like that is just got to be against the rules. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I would you, hope so. <laughs> you will also have to, to sign that it's okay for these actors within reason to like grab you and drag you away. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. Or pick you up. You know what I mean? Okay. You have to sign away that legal right. There's no like, oh, like they grabbed me and scared me and I hurt my back. It's like, well, you <laughs> yeah, signed. Yeah, you signed. You it. came to yeah. the city of fucking nightmares. Yeah. Um, they do have those, by the way. They do have certain haunted houses where you have to sign, sign waivers. Okay, because, so yeah. there's precedent for it. But I'm picturing like, let's say you're going through the house and then the grudge girl like gets her hands on you and pulls you into like this dark corridor, corridor like and like no one could get to you and like the 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 wall shuts behind and like now ben's gone oh, and so on the okay. other side of the wall well she got you maybe there's a little role play but then it's like all right ben you died like True. follow this um team member they're gonna guide you back out back out, out yeah. of the thing and you can wait for your your peeps on the other side you know what i mean that um, or or you know what too now that you you mentioned that that would be cool if there was some way like if you did die you know, like you you know you get sucked in or whatever and you're on the other side of this mm-hmm. wall if then the team member would put you in some quick costume so that now you can scare your friends that would be cool that, that would be, be really cool fun too i'm, I'm into yeah. that idea that would but be yeah fun. so that's i literally had to think of something off the top of my head i'm like i'm not a festival <laughs> person not that i'm against festivals i just yeah. don't, i haven't really been to a lot of them and uh no but but i think that's a really good idea because uh i mean it it does really remind me of you know, like you were saying how it's like not Scary Farm or Halloween Haunt or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, um, but those. Yeah, you're right. Those ones are a little more. Um, they're, they're just a little, a little too up. tame. And yeah, they're a little tame. Yeah. They, they don't they don't follow one exact theme. No. Usually, yeah. You know what I mean? And they're not ad, they're not really that immersive. They're just they're, they're cool yeah. and they're fun, but they're not what I would want them to really be. And so yeah. that's what I'm thinking of when it comes to this festival. That would be awesome. I think I think both of our festivals would be something people would really go to. Like I like just thinking about right now. Like who who wouldn't want to go and try to make a movie or right. act in a movie, right? Or exactly. something that you wouldn't have. To like do, yeah, if someone know. invited me to that. I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll go. I'll try and like do like a, either a small role or a cameo or something. Yeah, and yeah. then like I, a cameo extra, extra, or like extra, yeah, yeah, or even like an extra, or even someone who like. I was thinking, um, I know a lot of people who are really into like the equipment. Like they want to be a cameraman. Like, oh they right. Love, knowing that they can shoot and be like 
you know, maybe the DP director of photography yeah. or something like that. Yeah. You know, I, I will say it will suck if like you go there, you have a cool script and your actors are all on point, but like the dude who signed up to be your cameraman is just ass on the camera. I know just shoot, you shoot the worst movie. I was thinking about <laughs> that. Like I was thinking, well, what would be the bad parts of doing things like this? No quality control is limited. Yeah, quality there's, control. there's no, yeah, it's limited, you know, yeah. like, um, but that that could just be part of the beauty, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, you it, never know it what is, you're gonna get. It, it it would create that thing of like, okay, I'm going this year because you know why I'm gonna go this year because last year when I went, mm-hmm. I just got stuck with these actors that just couldn't portray what I wanted them yeah. to portray in my story. You know, so there's this year, there should be an know. option to go with a team, like like. Let's say, oh, like, yeah, yeah you it's like if you you're me. you're a writer and you got like a director and a cameraman that you know and trust and like you know that the three of you can be the core that can make a thing happen. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, going too. going as your your group already. Like if you already knew, you know, like I have everyone in my group and each one is assigned everything that I need them to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then your festival, man, Halloween is already my favorite. Uh, you know holiday anyway or a time of year so like no matter what if i already saw that like what you're describing i'd be like oh, yeah we're getting tickets we're going like, <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean but I, oh i was gonna say i want to call it city of nightmares because i want it to change cities every year oh that would be so cool. it's yeah. like it's in la and then it's in new york and then in chicago and then maybe we go uh, maybe like i would like there to be one in the u.s like every year and then we can have you know other ones happening around that the world too up, like, yeah different ones yeah yeah so. If you do that, man, I hope, you know, that because I would hate to be like, oh, yeah, this year, oh, it's in New York. I can't get to New York. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, I'd be yeah. so hard. But, but you I know. I mean, if, do, it, if it was big enough, I guess, like, you could have, like, three or four pop up, you know, in, in the States every year. Yeah. But just based off of what you said, I think that's a really good idea. That's like a really, I haven't seen it done that way, you know, or heard mm-hmm. about it done that way to where. You know, there's stakes to it because, yeah. like, when you're going through the maze at like not scary, you're just going through the maze, and that's it. And you know, yeah, you're gonna get scared at the end of the day. But like, if you're like, okay, I'm I'm going to have to complete these goals or whatever it is to yeah. quote unquote survive. Right, right. Like, that like you, you have, have actually, to live through the horror movie. Yeah. Another fun one would be a zombie one because that one can like take over the whole yeah. park. It's like okay, we're gonna like we'll have like a a, a zombie, not a rush, but a zombie like a like a patient zero event, right? It's like oh, things worse. are going, you know, we're, we're doing the whole horror thing. And then suddenly, brr, brr, like uh, alert, alert, like infected have been seen in the area. Right. And then you drop like three patient zeros in the park. Oh. And then everybody that they like, like grab or whatever. Yeah. Right? gets yeah. tagged. And then you have to be a zombie until eventually like there's only like X amount of people left. And that it's would like, be cool. Who survives? Like basically it could be like an hour long event it's like how many people get infected how many people survive oh and then and then at the end of the night you can see the stats yeah and exactly, like see yeah. the survivors or or the you know like what do they call them uh, what do they call it like a uh, you put their name up in memoriam you know oh I mean? yeah like, yeah because, the fallen yeah. yeah oh my god that so, would be so awesome and like i said like, different themes every year like you could have a lot of fun with it dude could you imagine And that is all we have for you tonight. We will continue to bring you up-to-date coverage as new imaginings develop. Please don't forget, you could join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dude could you imagine. Another way to support our podcast is by leaving an Apple Podcast review. You can subscribe to us on Instagram at dude underscore could you imagine, on Twitter at DCY Imagine, and on our YouTube channel where you can leave a like and a comment. 
If you would like to contact us with what you are imagining, you can email us at dudecouldyouimagine at gmail.com. This has been Fritz Frivolous, and from all of us here at Dude Could You Imagine, keep on imagining. Oh, man, I was so worried I was going to come up with anything. No, I was, was drawing so many blanks. Dude, man. I want to go to these festivals now, man. <laughs>